You're listening to Things That Make You Go Woo. I'm your host, Emily, also known as Emily and Her Stars. I am a professional medium and astrologist. And when I'm not busy helping my clients, I have a passion for learning about the woo. From history to current events, interviews, and monthly energy reports, I hope this podcast makes you go woo too. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another joint episode. I am Emily from Emily and Her Stars and Things That Make You Go Woo. And I'm Andrea from Concrete and Crystals and Spirit Crumbs. We are back. It is time for March energy, the end of March. We're going into Aries season. I don't know about you. I'm totally ready. I'm very ready for it. I feel like it does feel kind of like a new year energy. I feel like there's so many things that I'm ready to just like get rid of and move on. I think that's kind of where I'm at. We were talking before about how like there's this whole energy of like, I'm over it. I just am done. (laughs) Over it. And I need a new word for over it. I'm so over it. (laughs) I know I'm over. I'm over it. (laughs) Let's okay. So let's recap. March and Pisces season, right? We knew Pisces is all about going inward, yet we're trying to remain grounded. Lots of tests on our boundaries, what we're willing to put up with, what we aren't. We knew it was going to be rocky through the middle, and it was. Oh, yes. How how do you feel coming out the other end of it? I feel like I was just put into like a jar and like shaken like a whole bunch. And I don't know what was in there with me, but it did not feel great. Um, But there's like a mix, like I had some good things. I had my first art show in since school. Um, I had some trickling of like fun in there. But it's like every time I would start to lean into that something wild and like exhausting would happen. So I feel like I'm not really sure where I'm landing. But I think I'm definitely feeling stronger in my boundaries, for sure. And I think I'm just like ready to like, move forward and let everything go for a bit. I agree a million percent. I felt like I was watching these situations happen like to me from far away. Yeah. Right. Like I, I witnessed them coming. I witnessed my reaction to them some better than others. And then I recognized that they were happening for me, not to me, which is one of those beautiful transition moments, Pisces loves for us to look at these things from a different perspective. And to me, it was really a moment of tying together loose ends as we were at that final anoretic degree of Pluto in Capricorn. So we've got banks doing all their crazy things all over again, just as we're ready to to transfer this energy. But for me, I really felt a lot of issues coming up from 2008 in a different way but to be tied up again in a new direction. Um, Yeah, I I don't necessarily have the best words to describe it all. I think I'm still processing it, but I appreciate that I had the time to go inward in Pisces season. It is all about feeling foggy for me. I don't particularly have a lot of water. So those emotional days were heavy, but I'm glad at the same time we pushed through and persevered. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm not too, as much as I have a water moon, like I have a cancer moon, Pisces energy is probably the hardest of the water signs for me because 
I love Scorpio. I have pretty strong Scorpio presence in my chart, but Pisces, I actually don't have houses in in Pisces or Taurus. Like it's like skipped over in my chart where like, there's nothing that's directly in Pisces or Virgo in my chart, but my North node is in Pisces. So I feel like I'm getting pushed into that energy, but on a regular basis, I don't really feel it that much. So it's kind of an uncomfortable energy for me, but I'm learning to lean into it. And I think this year was probably the strongest I've been to like push through the things and to like, I I think I was seeing myself in a different like perspective as well, because I was catching myself like holding up these boundaries that I've never held up before and like recognizing patterns quicker. And I don't know if that's just because I was also doing different things than usual. Like I was leaning into creativity. Like I've been like creating art again, dating again, like these things I haven't done in a long time. So I don't know if it's just me seeing a different version of myself in these things, but I agree that it was kind of like an out of body experience for a bit. And now I feel like I'm getting shot back into my body and I don't know what's going on. And I have not been aware or here for the last two and a half weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, can we get caught up? Like what's been going on? I don't know. (laughs) I get the cliff notes of my life for the last three weeks. Thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would agree. And it'll be interesting to see now that Saturn is going to be in Pisces for two and a half years, how we're all going to have the responsibility of digging into this energy that isn't necessarily the most comfortable. Now, bless people's hearts who have a lot of things in Pisces. I think this is going to be a really transformative time for them as well. The rest of us are like, what is happening? (laughs) Why do I have every emotion all the time? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So out with the fish in with the Aries, let's talk a little bit about what Aries energy represents, what it means. If you were, a lot of people are familiar with Aries glyph, right? It looks like the ram that's got the two horns, but really what I like to think it represents is a sprout. It's that first initial growth of literally almost any plant. Even when We have a fountain. When water comes up from one source, it divides, it splits. So it's this energy of recognizing that we are coming from source energy, that Pisces energy, and now we're going to make it into something. We're going to take action with it. And having the bravery in some ways to step out and be the first. And Aries can sometimes catch a lot of flack for that, right? It's this masculine energy. It's ruled by Mars, which is sometimes seen as aggressive. It's a cardinal sign, which means in its modality, it is creative. It's the first punch that hits with the initial um, equinox or sun change in every season, right? And this energy forces us to now live in our days in a different way, And so where Aries can get, I think, seen as headstrong or jumping in and not not recognizing the consequences, it's more about the bravery that comes from doing it and recognizing that if it doesn't work, it's okay, I'm going to start over. But somebody had to be the first one. There is like a cherry blossom tree. You think, why do they bloom before? They know, don't they know they're going to freeze or the snow is going to come? They have to. They have to be the first. They have to push through and determine that it doesn't matter if I freeze. It doesn't matter if, you know, the winds whip me away or this doesn't work. I still have to bloom. And that's the energy I want people to embrace moving into Aries season. 
it doesn't matter if it doesn't work. It doesn't matter if it's not perfect. You just have to bloom. You have to be the first to sprout and take that energy. It's incredibly creative. Aries loves to make a move in a direction that nobody else has. That is pure creativity at its finest. So yeah, I'm ready for the new year, ready for a push. I love a little fiery inspiration. Let's do something. (laughs) Yeah, I love that energy. And I appreciate you framing it that way. That actually makes a lot more sense seeing it as like, someone has to be first, someone's got to do it. So it's not so much that they're trying to like force their will. Sometimes it's just that they know someone has to go and no one else is going. So I think I have a bit of that energy myself. Um, Maybe it's because I'm also a cardinal sign. But Something that I've been realizing a lot lately, which I had never really thought about. This is what I love about astrology. You can come back to it, always learn something new when you look at your chart. And I was looking at the houses that I have. And my first house, which would be like the Aries house, is in Capricorn. So like, no wonder I have so much of this like trust in myself and I just do things. And then my Jupiter is in Aries. So I have this extra little luck that happens when I do take that leap. And so I think as much as I don't really fully understand Aries energy, I don't think all the time, I think that helps me to see how maybe I can access that a little bit more by leaning into it. Um, And just something interesting as I was looking back at our 2023 forecast and the card that I had for March was the chariot number seven. And we were talking about like channeling different energy into one direction And then for April, which will be during Aries season, I have the Ace of Pentacles, which is planting the seed. And so the fact that this is like the sprout, like what you were talking about, I feel like that ties into the energy that I was feeling into at the beginning of this year of how April was going to unfold. So that is super interesting to me. Oh, I love that. I think too, part of understanding that first house energy, right, which is self-identity, I am, no one else understands our energetics, our makeup, our our version of our energetics. And so if we aren't brave enough to step out as who we are, as literally I am, nobody else can do that for us. And if you have, you know, t- difficult transits in the first house or you have difficult aspects, it can be hard to get excited about the things that truly light you up and be brave enough to step out and try them. And so I too, I have a loaded first house and an Aries rising and I do sometimes come across much more fiery than I am earth sign. But for me, it's that bravery aspect of if I don't do it, if I don't try it, that's what leads to depression. And some people talk about Scorpio being deep and sad and other signs having this underlying moodiness. And I actually find that there's a lot of moodiness in Aries energy, because if you don't act, if you don't take that first step, you're going to feel unfulfilled. And then there's, it becomes this inescapable hole almost of depression in a way, because if you're terrified or afraid of any of those consequences, then you aren't going to ever take a step. And then it just compounds and builds and builds and builds. I know from family experience, um, (laughs) some areas that really represent this, it's just a really a big struggle to ever be brave enough to step out and try it. I totally feel that. And in my first house, I have Mercury and Venus as well as my son. So I am like definitely seeing where that is present for me. And actually, I've talked about this on my podcast before, but when I was doing just a 
free writing exercise where someone was asking me the very first reading I did in the collective where someone was doing a reading for me, they asked me three questions and they're like, we'll come to these at the end. And one of the questions was, what is your biggest fear? And I had no idea. And I just wrote down stagnation. And that is exactly what you were just talking about. So it's kind of coming together in my head where it's like, it's true. I do get like, I've been really in a low point the last couple of years, not terribly. I've been doing a lot of stuff. I've been busy, but I haven't been fully feeling fulfilled, but I just haven't been making art. I haven't been doing my creative things that I want to do for the last two years. This is the first time in two years that I've actually been creating stuff. And I feel like I'm back on track in a way, like where that shooting back in the body is like, okay, we're ready to go now. So that totally resonates. Well, I'm really happy this Aries episode is working for you. (laughs) I, I agree. I love Aries energy and the idea that we have to dig into whatever lights us up, right? It's the same as Leo. Leo gets all the credit for being courageous and creative and the the one that just wants to play. But I think all fire signs have that in their own way, this own identity that needs to express itself in some way for a reason and yay for art. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. All right. So should we talk a little bit about, do you want to do our movies next? Sure. I always love the movies. So I'll go first, I think. I'm going to do, so my first one, I was saying this as a joke, but it's kind of true, is that one of mine is how like my experience with Aries men or like more masculine Aries people has been. And one is more of the feminine. And this was kind of helping, thinking about it this way, it was helping me kind of understand the energy and like the light and shadow versions of it. And so for the shadow version slash the male um, masculine version, I have The Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> now, this movie is just hilarious. I love it. But it is this energy of like being like stubbornly moving forward and like trying to move forward, but like in their own, in his own world. He's in his own world. Everyone revolves around him until he starts to like zoom out a little bit and no one's seeing him in that way and he starts seeing what qualities other people have and like what the struggles are of other people and then there's this kind of like switch near the end where he uses that power that he has that energy to do something positive that benefits the community and I think for me like what I was just saying about how I have like cardinal energy because I'm very Capricorn I can relate to this fact of like I want to be leading something. I want to be doing something. And if I have the community in mind, I will stand up for the community. And in human design, this just came up this week. My sun gate is the 38, which is kind of like the light warrior, where it's like, if I know there's a cause that I care about, I will move forward with that energy. And so it's kind of this like transition from like the self where I can get very in my own world. And it's like you open your eyes to something that somewhere you could use that energy and then you're willing to do that. So that was my first one. Um, And then the second one is the movie Joy with Jennifer Lawrence, where this is the more feminine expression where it's like she's been conditioned to be helping everyone around her. Everyone comes to her for everything because she has this energy where she will get it done. She will show up. She will move things forward. And there's this switch where she realizes she wants to do something for herself. And then she makes everyone else do the work with her and she gives everyone else their role. And she just keeps moving forward and is able to show up and have success and be seen and create something for herself that ends up being really like wildly successful because she takes a chance and she believes in herself and puts herself out there. 
And I know people who are like women who are Aries and this definitely shows up where like they are the person everyone can count on because they have the energy, they'll get things done. And there's this sense of like responsibility. But as soon as they put their energy towards something they're passionate about or something that lights them up, you can't stop them. It's going to happen. Even if you're like, there's no way that it will happen, like for sure. Oh, absolutely. I love both of those picks. And I think the one I chose kind of it, it crosses over both of those, masculine and feminine. I went with Erin Brockovich. And I think her energy, right, can come across in this very masculine, assertive way, especially when she's talking to her boss and she's not going to take any flack. But again, she is this protective mother bear energy and she is not willing to take no for an answer. And it doesn't matter if that isn't how it's been done forever. She's like, why? I, that's the Aries part. Why do I have to do it that way? If it, I don't need to break these these traditions don't need to hold me back. I'm going to do it in a new and different way. Saturn is in fall in um, Aries energy. So that responsibility, right? It's there, but it's there in a way that reacts differently. It's not because everyone else is, it's more responsibility to self, to doing this because it feels good. And it's because it's right. I've thought about this and it's right. So Aaron Brockovich, you know, going into the city, recognizing that this is a real problem, that everyone else is ignoring it, and picking up herself, her family, and the law firm kind of all by its bootstraps and saying, we're going to go forward with this, whether you agree or not, because it's the right thing to do. So that's, yeah, I love all those picks. I think they're great. I love how those tie in together. And it's true that Anne Brockovich really does bridge the two where it's like once she puts her mind to something that masculine energy carries it forward. But there is that like community mother sort of energy. And I love that for Aries energy. Too fun. Okay, so let's talk real quick. What do we have coming up in Aries season for offerings? Do you want to go first? Sure. So I am keeping it pretty light because uh, Emily and I are going to be on a retreat um, partway through. Um, so I am going to be doing my newsletter that will be coming out on the 21st. Could be today. I don't know when this is being released, but I'm doing putting out my newsletter for Aries season. And that will have the recap of the cards from today, as well as a few other insights and things that I'll be sharing. And then I will be doing the remote recharge group remote session. And that will be on March 30th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And because it is remote, you can receive it whenever that makes sense for you. So if you sign up and you don't have time until later in the evening, that totally works. It's all based on intention. And then afterwards, I send a summary email that has different, sometimes it's stories that come up. Sometimes it's just different messages or themes. And I share all of that in addition to all of the crystals and energies that I use so that you can match your experience to my experience. And that comes in a few hours after the session so that I have time to kind of like process and get that all together. But that gives you time to journal or process anything that came up for you before you see what I said so that you can actually have your own experience first before having my experience reflected to you. So that's kind of all I have planned. I may pop in some slots for one-on-one -on -one sessions, but in the meantime, I'm just kind of keeping it light for Aries season. Love it. I can attest those recharge sessions are amazing. I so enjoyed Pisces season. We'll help talk about that later. Um, so coming up for me in Aries season, I will of course be teaching the 
um, Backroads of Astrology Deep Dive into Aries class on March the 28th. Uh, this is accessible through both my website, emmelineherstores.com, as well as the Third Eye Library, where you'll find the link to join the Zoom call. I will be teaching uh, in Spirit School on April 11th. We're going to be covering eclipses, which we are going to be starting a, a series of eclipses coming up here in April. So that one will be a really fun class. If you're not already a member of Spirit School, go over there, hop on. There's lots of great things. And then my newsletter for Aries Recap with all sorts of fun links and little treasures I find from the internet that I like to share. That will be going out the week of March the 27th. So keep an eye out. There's a printable calendar in there with all of the day's energy. Uh, it's a great reminder to hang on your refrigerator or wall just so the family knows like, yes, today is a crazy day. We're not all losing it. <laughs> The first some reason those are the days that always stick out for most people, but that is what's happening over here. I will be um, up north in Canada in mid-April, so I too will be taking just a little bit more time off this month to enjoy the season and enjoy spring, so yay. Yes, it's going to be so good. And I just want to say your calendar with all of the days I've messaged you at least once, maybe more than that in Pisces season to be like, now I know why today is the worst. It's true. <laughs> I was like, why do I feel like the whole world is collapsing? Oh, wait, <laughs> this is a warning day. You had like a big like, like warning on one of the days. And I was like, that's exactly what this is. So I just want to say that's a very valuable resource. So make sure you're signed up for her newsletter. You will need it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I feel bad sometimes making them. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. It's <laughs> I'm sorry. It's coming. It's happening. <laughs> Necessary. All right. So you pulled cards and our first chunk of time is March 20th through the 25th. So what card did you pull? Drum roll, please. Drum roll. Actually, I was pleasantly surprised at this one because it kind of ties together a few things. So with me saying that April is going to be the ace of pentacles. It's like an earth energy starting out energy. And where we left off with the last, I remember I pulled a card for just two days in, in, uh, at the end of Pisces. And so I had pulled the four in the major arcana, which is the emperor, which is another earthy kind of sign sort of foundations, like starting out. And then this time for March 20th to 25th, I pulled the queen of pentacles. And this is the feminine expression. I feel like the queen of pentacles, I mean, obviously there's the king of pentacles, but I feel like they have a similar energy to the emperor where it's this like established feeling where you may be beginning something new and you may be hesitant about your confidence in your ability to manifest what you want or to move forward or to make money or whatever it is. But it's this reminder that that's part of you. You can trust yourself. You've done this before. You're not new to being human. You have, you know, a ground, maybe it is just maybe having a more grounded presence and remembering that like you actually hold it down for other people as well. And I think this is kind of what we were talking about, even in Aries, where there is this feeling of like leadership, but there's a warm feminine energy to it. So the other side of it that's going to be coming up that I felt really strongly is this insecurity around like security and finances and abundance and kind of looking at where your relationship to money, your relationship to wealth, and like what maybe is preventing you from fully embodying this version of yourself that is confident, that does know that you're going to be okay, that does know that things are going to work out. 
and just kind of paying attention to your finances. And if that means having to sit down, and I think we've talked about this probably in another month, but just kind of looking at your finances to be like to prove to yourself, like, oh, no, it's fine. I'm not going to be, you know, in a worse state than like what I'm imagining. Uh, That's just what's in my head. And then kind of stepping into the abundance by doing small things. And I think this kind of, if I'm not mistaken, I think Venus is in Taurus and that's what was coming to mind. Okay. Cause that's what was coming to mind just now. And I don't know if that was me remembering or what, but I feel like that's what this idea of like the little abundances in life is coming through to like lean into the fact that like you have a house, you can clean it. You can be a part of it. You can get new pillows. You can do the things that make you feel like you're in abundance without having to spend a lot of money. So I think that's where the warning around the finances is sort of coming up. Like don't go overboard. But also on the other side of like the feminine energy, let yourself be the like earthy presence that's like full of love, but also don't over mother people. That's like the other, it's in the card. I don't usually sit on that piece of it too much, but it's like, don't try to be too bossy is the kind of energy that's coming through. I think that could be a message for like me being so Capricorn and like in this Aries season where like my first house is like lit up, but I think that's the other side of it is like trying to be stable and soft and trusting yourself and just being practical about like looking at what abundances you can lean into at this point. Oh, I love that. I really feel like you were completely picking up that Venus and Taurus um, energy, which it just moved in on the 16th. And that was just a couple of days ago as we record this. And Venus loves to be in Taurus. It loves to Um, bring things together where Mercury breaks them apart to try and understand them. Venus wants to put everything back together and make it soft and comfortable and have purpose. And that energy in Aries season, I think is really beautiful this year. It's a way for us to have hopefully a little bit more calm action or action that is based out of comfort, not only for self, but for others. We'll see how that how that plays out but yes the march 20th aries season begins we've completed another trip all the way around the zodiac the sun reaches zero degrees and marks the first vernal equinox of the year so this was a big um part of understanding western astrology that it's not based on where the planets are and where the, the constellations are. It's based on the equinoxes and solstices and the fall and gain of light throughout the year. So that is how we know it's the beginning of Aries. And as a fire season or fire sign, Aries energy ignites us to take action and to turn our dreams into something more solid. On the 20th, we have a full sky that's going to bring Venus into alignment with the North Node and the sun into harmony with Pluto. This is where opportunities can arise for you to feel the need to step out of your comfort zone and into a space where your dreams and goals can become a reality. We can't reach the end of the race if we never start. And if we don't start, if we aren't brave enough to sign up. So whatever your race is, harness the fire of Aries season and step into your innate bravery. On March 21st, we have a new moon in Aries. This is a powerful moon for setting intentions and creating clarity around what you are wanting to manifest. Listen to your intuition 
and those quiet little whispers that come up in your soul. This is that new year energy that we kind of wait for. It doesn't feel right in January. This is it. <laughs> go big or go home. On March 23rd, one of the big, biggest cosmic events of 2023 is our preview of the next cycle of Pluto. So on the 23rd, Pluto finally moves into Aquarius, where it will remain just until June 11th of this year before it retrogrades back into Capricorn again. But this is the first time in 14 years that we will move out of the planetary phase of death and rebirth in government and institutions and social constructs and big businesses. Instead, we're going to begin the groundbreaking time where we dive into science, medicine, technology, and how our communities and collectives function together. The most recent Pluto transit of Aquarius was 1777 to 1797. So this is groundbreaking in a lot of ways. Now remember, we're only going to be here until June. So this is a little preview. Um, and we will get back fully into this energy starting in January. And then we're going to be here for a while till about 2044, I believe. On March 25th, we have the planets on the move again as Mars slides into Cancer. And Mars is going to stay there until May 20th. This is the planet of action and motivation and drive, but it's now going to collectively have us focused on seeking out security, the kind of security that comes from chosen families, our homes, and anywhere we feel emotionally protected. We will also have Mars in a weak, strained position where Pluto, where in order to get things done, you might actually need to pivot and pause. <laughs> That actually just had a little light bulb go off because we talked about, I think the last couple episodes, how my cards sometimes pick up on the transitions between the weeks. And what I was feeling into when I pulled the Queen of Pentacles and this next card is kind of that push and pull between Cancer and Capricorn because the security piece was coming up a lot and feeling stable and that four even in the emperor like being like the fourth house cancer like that energy was really coming forward for me and so this next card for the 26th until april 1st is the five of pentacles so we're still staying with that pentacles energy but what's funny is i was telling emily this happens a lot where i pull cards and then i go i don't like these and i put them back and then i pull cards again and then they come back and so I'll tell you what both of them are. Not now. I will reveal it as they come. But this is one of them. I do not like the five of pentacles. I don't know why. This card just makes me anxious. And I think that's why. Because it talks about how we're really struggling to see past our limitations. We are struggling around safety and security and how it impacts our well-being. And so this feels very root chakra to me as well. And because this one left and came back again, I do feel like this will be a major theme for a lot of people. And I think this kind of creates a two week cycle with last week and this week where it's kind of amplified this second week. So we're trying to lean into the feminine, we're trying to go with it in the first week. And then the second week, we're kind of like coming back up to these same blocks or limitations where the fears are kind of getting louder. But because it's a five, it also is about change and, you know, we're able to shift our focus and shift our perspective. And in the card, it actually shows a woman kind of hunched over looking at the ground. And so this to me is like when we get too hyper-focused on 
what's going wrong. And meanwhile, there's a, there's a lock to a door where she feels like she's locked in, but the key is right behind her. It's like right there. And so this is where we start to maybe see the opportunities for growth, whether that's for making more money or just something to shift where we are putting our energy, maybe where we thought it was going to go, wasn't working out. And so this is just this idea that if things aren't moving the way that you would like, and you're feeling like maybe you don't have such a great grip on your finances or your future endeavors that you thought you were going to have, the opportunities are there. We just have to zoom out a little bit, take a look at our whole situation, take stock of all the opportunities we've been ignoring that maybe people have been offering and we've been saying no to or things we've been, you know, not addressing. And that can even just that shift of like, going back to the books and being like, you know what, I haven't tried this yet. People keep suggesting this opportunity and maybe this is where I need to go. So it's this idea that you can just follow the opportunities. You can follow the spirit crumbs. You can move forward with that Aries fire and just try to trust that your material needs will be taken care of if you're moving in a direction that feels good for you. And I think it's interesting to bring up too the idea of right? Spring cleaning that comes around with this same Aries energy, the need to change the energy that's been in our houses, throw the windows open, usher in new decor. I mean, that sounds very tourist of me, but the idea that we are looking to bring in some change, like everything feels maybe a little stagnant after the winter and recognizing how that can affect you monetarily, emotionally, all of those things. Yeah. Okay. So let's start on the 26th. We've got Mercury amplifying the vibes of Chiron today, right? This, uh, that's our wounds. And this can either leave you feeling like you, like your emotional pain just got poked with a stick or you've witnessed some real progress in your healing. <laughs> either way, watch your words and the words of others today. It just might be a little bit of a touchy atmosphere. March 27th is a lucky day as Jupiter and Mercury help to boost each other in the cosmos. When they occupy the same space in the sky, this boost provides the vibes and like positive vibes, happy mindsets, all of these things. What you have to do is be careful not to overthink um, and leave the details right to another day. It's best to just enjoy the atmosphere if it is, stick to the big picture don't get caught up in how am I going to make this happen? Just, just let your mind wander. It's a great day for manifestation. March 28th, we have the first quarter moon in Cancer. So after that week of inward reflection, after the Aries new moon, you might be feeling emotionally called to make those first steps on your new goals. And like Andrea was talking about, are we feeling the same constrictions or problems that we faced in the past? Or are we willing to look at this in a new way? This can be a really loving moon, this cancer first quarter moon, but it can also bring up things that you possibly have been repressing. So just keep that in mind. And then March 30th, um, Uranus has really been a theme for March. And on the 30th, it amplifies and shares the sky with Venus. This energy is again, right, a little bit of expect the unexpected, but Mars and Saturn are in a comfortable angle together. So you'll feel the nudge of responsible action toward this unexpectedness, right? This is a combination that's going to usher in the final two days of March. And then we kind of are calm through the first. So 
Uh, yeah, looking at things in new ways, feeling a shakeup coming, not knowing how it's going to look. Just enjoy these energetics, journal about them, pull cards, sit with them. Don't worry about getting involved in the how and the what right away. That is a very good energy to be sitting in. And I feel like that really feeds into this next week from April 2nd to 8th, because I pulled an air sign for this one, like an air sort of card. I pulled the page of swords. And for me, this is like Gemini. Every time I feel into it, it's just, it's a very mercury card because it's all about like being open to the connections that you're going to make and being inspired everywhere you go and wanting to learn more, diving into topics that are interesting to you. And I think that energy of just being open to what might come in really is exaggerated in this card. And something I really like about this one too, is that in the card itself, it's this woman who's like looking at a book, like staring at a book close up. She's walking on like a tightrope that she's not even really aware of. And she's got a bird on either side. So there's this idea of like messages coming in from everywhere. She's like, holding up like something in her hand. She's just multitasking. But the idea is that like whatever she's learning, whatever she's taking in for me is like getting her from point A to point B because this tightrope is taking her from one cliff to the next. And this is, I think what Emily was saying, where it's like, if you can just lean into being inspired and being in that energy and just trust that whatever is coming in for you is leading you where you need to go. I think that's where this can be a good bridge where it's not getting too hyper-focused on one thing at a time, maybe, or like what's going wrong or what the issues are. It's just being curious and diving in one thing at a time. And then all of a sudden you'll come up with the next idea or you'll get where you're meant to go. And so I really do love this energy and curiosity is a word that really comes up for me around this. And then another little note that came up was having a beginner's mindset. Sometimes we can like think that we know all the things or we're 100% sure where we're going to go next or we think we know what is meant to happen or what we think is supposed to happen. But if you can just have a beginner's mindset of like, I am brand new, it's a new year, new me, who knows what's going to happen and just sort of be open and, and inspired and ask questions, be curious and just see what other people can maybe show you instead of trying to feel like you're the expert on everything. <laughs> I think that's a little, little bit of the underlying theme of this one for this week. Okay. So this is the second through the eighth and I still have pretty calm energy coming in on the first and second, riding that unexpected wave for sure. On April 3rd, right. We've had these couple of days with the moon in Virgo but now we're ready to start to take that action. Mercury moves into the sign of Taurus today where our minds will feel a little bit of a slowdown from the racing ideas that we had in March. Now is the time to revisit those ideas and start to find which ones are long lasting and with, which are worth exploring. Um, this really kind of groundbreaking energy is gonna be here until June 11th. So use it, use it for manifestation work, getting those details worked out for your big projects. This is a great opportunity for you to recognize what's worth chasing, what's not. Now, also in the sky today, we've got Mercury and Pluto facing off in a bit of a conflict. Who's going to win, right? When that's what happens when they're in this conflicted situation, transformation and change or arguing why you're still right. <laughs> Don't be stubborn. 
Um, and remember that you can forget that there can be beauty and change, right? Like we talked about the, the cherry blossoms at the beginning, even flowers have to change. Just because you've put forward the energy doesn't mean it's not worth leaving it behind. It got you to where you are. That's such a, a reiteration of Aries energy. And we've got so much influence in Taurus right now. And Taurus wants us to recognize what's worth going after and what's not. April 4th, we have Mars in a lovely harmonious angle today with the North Node. This is a change from the tension we faced between these two planets in March. So now you can see where you need to take that inspired action towards your destiny in this lifetime. Remember, the North Node represents what you are being asked to experience in this life. It's not always easy and it can stretch you, but today there is a good chance you might just be rewarded for your actions. April 5th, we have a harmonious angle between Mars and the North Node continuing, but it gets an added boost from a separate harmonious setup between Saturn and Mercury. Imagine if your mind suddenly had access to clarity and efficiency. This is the day to find out what that means. <laughs> There's also additional healing aspect with the Sun and Chiron strengthening each other. This illuminating energy allows us to shine a light on the shadows, the fears, the worries, and the concerns that keep us playing small instead of actually harnessing our power. This is a great day to journal, meditate, heal. And as if all that wasn't enough on the fifth, we also have a full moon in Libra, which can illuminate where you're out of balance in your relationships or how you've put others' needs ahead of your own. In this energy of a full moon, it's really important to focus your attention on how you're going to move forward in the next cycle. April 6th, we have Mercury and North Node strengthening each other again. So pay attention to any news you receive or insights or messages even from your guides. How can your mindset allow for more clarity and confidence? And then as if this hasn't been a busy enough week already, we're going to wrap it up on April 7th with gorgeous, harmonious energy. Venus is sextile Neptune and Mercury is sextile Mars. I know, I know. But what it all means is that your desires will be in harmony with your dreams and your communication will be in harmony with your actions. How can you find a new level of comfort and peace within yourself? How can you take action on those wonderful ideas you've been holding? Even if the project or the dream seem too big, you have the support of the cosmos behind you. Remember that. I am loving the sound of that. I feel like that's what we're waiting for. That's like what we're, the dream part of Aries would be is like that action meets clarity and just moving forward with it. And that makes a lot of sense for why this card came out the way that it did, because for April 9th to 15th, again, this is kind of a transition sort of card. This is another one of the ones that got put back in and popped back out again. And it's a little revisit from last month where we were only, I think, holding on to this. I think this was the card that was sort of like when every when all the shit was hitting the fan, this is the card that we were like, if we can just remember that this is who we are. So this one is the Queen of Wands. So this is a fire sign. It's another queen. We have two queen cards this month. So I do feel like we're really leaning into that strong feminine goddess energy this month in Aries. 
And with this card, maybe before we were just kind of seeing hints of like our full potential, but this is the, this is the point I think where it's meant to come back and we're actually supposed to now have the energy, the insight, the clarity to actually move forward as this version of ourselves. And so while it has, a, it's a fire card, it's got creativity and passion at the center of it. And it's also about just taking up space and just being the full version of yourself and being so confident that, you know, I've gone through all this shit now the last few months and I'm still coming back to this. Like if you look back to when it came up last month, the things you were just toying with in your head, not believing it was possible. Now you're like, it's still on my mind. It must be for me. I'm going to do this. And I do not care what other people say. <laughs> I'm going to do it because I know in the past I have done things like this and it has worked out. And I think that passion and excitement we have been just waiting for. And that's kind of like, I think it was a hopeful little nugget in, in Pisces season. But now it's like, okay, no, this is what I knew was coming and I'm going to do it. So part of this is also accepting your shadows and integrating that because there may be things that are still playing in our mind from Pisces season that we were kind of going over and ruminating about. And even in the last few weeks around abundance and security. Those might still be around, but if we just integrate them and remember that they're the things that keep us from going too far in one direction, they're the things that keep us a little bit grounded. So it's okay. We can integrate those and understand that like in order to move past them, we need to keep proving to ourselves that we can move forward and that they are not the scary things that we imagine them to be, but we have to move forward. Otherwise we're going to just stay there. And so this also, there was a little phrase that came to mind for me was that um, failures are not predictions. And that came, I'm pretty sure from my guides, because I was just scribbling away here. And so even if things haven't worked out in the past, or like what Emily was saying, maybe there are things we have to let go of that we did put a lot of energy into, and we have to just accept that they happen for a reason. And that it doesn't mean the next thing you're doing is going to fail, or that it's not going to be what you expect it to be. Because we need to have those experiences in order to know what is or is not to have better discernment, I guess, moving forward of like what the right choice is. So when Emily was talking about knowing which things to take action on, I think that's what this was kind of speaking to is that you don't have to live by those past failures. Those don't define who you are. You are the queen of wands with all the magic inside you. And you know how amazing it is when you put something out into the world. And so just lean into that and kind of start to let go of some of the things you've been exploring and maybe sitting in the last couple of weeks and just trust it. Just be like, I'm magical and I'm doing this. Oh, this is so spot on. And I think, well, your quote, your inspired quote is incredible because part of recognizing that Pluto is now sliding into this new energy, collectively, we are being asked to explore these these situations and these problems from a new lens. And we've all built up this resistance to, well, that's always been the problem. That's always been the thing that that's stuck. And now we're really letting that go. And we have to be brave enough to step out and try it in a new way because it might just work this time. So, all right, April 10th, the ninth is pretty calm. So I don't have anything happening. April 10th, <laughs> Venus moves into the sign of Gemini and it's going to hang out here until May 7th. Now, keep in mind when we're recording this, um, Venus is in Taurus. So it's going to move pretty quick through Taurus. So it's only going to be here uh, until April 10th. And then we get this Gemini energy for the first part of May. And our collective values will start to center around connecting with one another 
and sharing of ourselves and our ideas. This is a great time to market your offerings, share information about upcoming projects and classes, and to truly connect with your audience. They want to feel seen and heard by you. And again, this is, I've done it before and it didn't work. This is new. Everybody's going to be feeling this new energy, this new breath of fresh air. April 11th. Isn't this some gorgeous energy? Today, the sun and Jupiter form one of the luckiest transits of the year when they conjunct and share the same spot in the sky. This amplification and strengthening makes for joy, expansion, and shining a light on yourself. I I always say, go ahead and schedule some time to sit with yourself in this energy because you're just feeling this glorious amplification of your own aura. The 12th and 13th are relatively calm. And then on the 14th, we have Venus and a little bit of conflict with Saturn. This can make for some difficult energy, right? Because in order to feel comfortable, you're going to have to push past the past (laughs) and into the not so felon realm of responsibilities. Those monsters that seem to appear out of nowhere and ruin a perfectly good weekend where you were supposed to dig in the garden and soak up some sun. But on the other hand, have you put too many responsibilities on your plate and now you're feeling like hiding in your house with the lights off? (laughs) It's important to call on your guides and find some help finding that balance. With Aries, we can pile too much on and we've had some glorious energetic days that are like, I can do it all. And if you feel like suddenly on the 14th, I can't do it all, (laughs) go with it. Just take some time for yourself and remember that you have to nourish and fill your cup up first before you can others. But exciting things coming. So I'm anxious to see what card you got next. I really love that. And I think the reminder to like sit in your own energy when you have that opportunity, when things are feeling really beautiful is a good idea because yeah, I think we do take on too much when we have that really good energy. It's a good reminder to be like, wait a second, I'm still a human. Um, And then for the next week, which is the end of Aries season from April 16th to the 20th, I pulled another card in the wands. Uh, suit another fire card I pulled the seven of wands now this one being a seven as well I think it's still picking up on that chariot energy that we've been feeling all of March and it's kind of carrying through this sort of like moving forward channeling our energy but this is also kind of a protection card where it's a spiritual card but it's this reminder that we can put ourselves in a bubble when we need to which I think ties into that energy of like sitting in your own energy of like not letting other people derail you like you've gotten this far and yes maybe you're going to have some doubts in your within yourself but if you've really conquered that queen of wands energy the week before and you're feeling confident you can still reflect and go within yourself use that seven in the way of like reflecting like is this something that's aligned with my values is this something i really want to do but make sure that it's your own energy influencing that and that you're not just taking on what people around you are saying. Cause I, I, what's coming to mind now is like when someone asks you a question and it sounds like they're questioning your sanity as opposed to actually asking a genuine question. <laughs> I get this a lot cause I do a lot of things very wildly for no apparent reason, but it's like, don't let those things change your perspective of your direction because that seven energy, that chariot's already going. And yes, maybe it'll inform how you make the next few moves, but don't let it change your direction if you're already sure about it. And there's a solar plexus energy behind this that is this like strength and con- like 
strength and confidence that you've already built up from the last little while. So don't let that be diminished. And don't also lean into the, there's also an energy of like competition and self-defense that comes up around this. And like, yes, to an extent, protect yourself. There's this energy of like, protect the queen. (laughs) It's like, you can be the army that's protecting yourself, but don't feed into the competition. Just trust that if people are trying to compete with you, it's because you're doing something good. So they want what you have, or they want to get there first. And you are this, it's that Aries energy of like wanting to be the first one, but like, just trust if you keep moving forward and you're not getting derailed, you're going to get there probably faster than the person that's in reactive mode all the time. So I think this is more just about, you don't have to accept the negativity around you and you already know where you're going. So as long as you are aligning with your values and that inner spiritual part of that, like seven energy, then success is yours and you deserve it because you've worked really hard and you've done a lot of personal growth work to get here. Well, I think you nailed it. Um, I really only have one specific day where there's a lot of things happening, but I will say this specific day is going to influence the entire, probably two weeks. Um, April 19th is what we're going to focus on. And this is a new eclipse cycle starting for us. This time we're starting off with a new moon solar eclipse at 29 degrees of Aries. So remember that last degree is called anoretic and it's the one of the most potent angles for feeling that intense energy. So we are going to be feeling Aries energy intensified in all of its power. This is going to be an especially powerful new moon as far as new beginnings go because they have the capability to change our lives. When you add in eclipse, right, this is the time to get crystal clear on what you're manifesting. And don't be surprised if you get just what you're looking for. And where we were talking about, you need to take that time, the 14th, 15th, 16th, 17, 18, to get clear because you might've said you wanted a big, big bank account, but maybe you got a big bacon count. <laughs> really, really clear. (laughs) And in addition, just on top of this eclipse energy from the 19th through the 28th, and I'll bring this up in the next episode as well, we have some beautiful harmonious energy from responsibility taskmaster Saturn and the pull on our karmic destiny in the North Node. So you might feel obligated to get really serious with what your heart and soul need. What does the queen need? (laughs) What protection energy do you need to bring in around yourself? This energy is going to hold from the 18th through the 28th. So how are you going to spend these 10 days aligning with your North node? This is going to be a powerful eclipse cycle because we are um, in a bit of a hybrid situation. We're going to have the new moon solar eclipse in Aries, But the full moon lunar eclipse will be in Scorpio, which is not the opposite of Aries. It's actually right. We're in that in-between stage. So yeah, it's an important 12 days where we're figuring out this complicated energy between the two. I would just recommend that during the buildup to this moon, during the buildup to the full moon, that like we've talked about, you've had all this time to sit in your own light and to get clear with your own dreams and ideals. And some of that is is in comfort, but 
what can you do to align to that North node? If you look at your chart, it's the little thing that looks like an N, like an upside down horseshoe is your South node and your North node looks like an N or like headphones as Andrea likes to say. <laughs> and, you know, this is asking us where we can grow in our lives, what we agreed to in this lifetime to lean into because it's not as familiar, it's not as comfortable but it's also where we will glean the most soul growth, sometimes the most luck, um, just magnificent energy can come in and that. So hang in there and remember as a collective, everybody's going after these dreams and these possibilities. So if they don't align for you, don't, don't be hard on somebody else's, don't rain on somebody else's parade, allow their dreams to be their own. And if it doesn't in alignment with you, that's okay. You're meant to go in there, your own alignment. And remember, you know, just to have some grace and compassion around everyone chasing after their dreams at this point. Ah, big month. It is a big month. And I like that reminder of like, let's not like rain on other people's parades. I think that can kind of be an underlying current when we have, when we start to be really sure about our own, um, it can kind of amplify that, I think. And I think in general, as a society and as a collective, we're moving towards supporting each other more and making space for everyone. And, you know, that Aaron Brockovich energy can show up to protect everyone's right to do what they feel is right and, you know, their destiny in this lifetime. Oh, it's going to be a good month. I think after the heaviness of March, everybody sort of felt like, we're going to live like we did in the pandemic forever. Like nothing's ever going to get better. We're going to be sad and frustrated and blocked forever. And I do feel that this Aries is going to usher in a lot of really exciting new energy. People are going to feel inspired. Just make sure your inspiration isn't, you know, stepping on somebody else's toes a little bit. <laughs> Exactly. It's funny, like as a physical manifestation of what this is like, when we started recording, there was a literal blizzard outside of my window. I couldn't see. And it's sunny in like three clouds right now. <laughs> so I think hopefully that's what's happening is that like the blizzard is going away and we're going to have beautiful springtime and things coming to fruition. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. And, you know, I will just give a little heads up. I don't always do this with the energetics coming ahead, but April 20th ushers in um, Mercury in the microwave. So just something to keep in mind as you're getting ready, you're going to need to, because we're going to get hit with, you know, Mercury in retrograde can can be frustrating, but it can be really beautiful too. It can really allow us to slow down and we're going to need that after this fun, crazy, adventure-filled, fun April. So that is, that's airy season in a nutshell. I'm ready. I'm ready for some action and a little less emotion. <laughs> same, same. I can't wait. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in and we will see you in Taurus season. See you later. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Things That Make You Go Woo. You can help me out by leaving a positive rating and a review wherever you downloaded this episode. Be sure and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Emily and Her Stars. You can also reach out via email anytime, emilyandherstars at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on Things That Make You Go Woo.